uh, the elusive podcast ranking. So where can you rank? It doesn't really matter. If it does matter, how can you boost your ranking to get more listens and in front of a larger audience? So that's why I chat with Adam Adams, who has helped clients rank on the top 1% of iTunes and other top charts. So let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, <laughs> who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. So today, guys, I have another uh, amazing expert in the podcasting industry. He is super well-known in the space. He's the host of Podcast on Podcasting, the founder of growyourshow.com. And so Adam Adams is here, and he helps clients get ranked on the top 1% on iTunes and other top charts. And so that's why I'm like, Adam, you need to be on my show. <laughs> and because it's just a topic that not a lot of people talk about. They all want it, but no one ever really talks about it. It's, that's so true. I don't think most people know how to do it. I think that they just kind of, they were, they were told ready, fire, aim, just start. And yeah. so it just not, there's not usually a lot of planning ahead for some people. I know. And it is overwhelming, right? Like when you are launching a podcast, there's so many moving parts, you're freaking out. <laughs> you just want to get it out there. And so even like monetizing, like you got to think about that before you start. It's like, there's just so much. So, and that's why you produce your show. That's why I produce my podcast just to help podcasters, um, up their game and, and leverage it further. So that is awesome. So let's dive in, um, and just kind of start with like, why are we launching a podcast and what do podcasters want? Yeah. Well, I would, I would say pretty much agree on the two main things that podcasters really want is either to make money through podcasting yeah. or to leave their legacy. So in general, if your if, uh, main goal is to make money, then you're, you're looking for the exposure, the thought leadership. You maybe want advertisers and sponsors to um, be partnered with the show so you can make money that way. Or maybe you've got a coaching program or uh, some type of business. Like for example, our, our company, we have listeners that are the same avatar as our company's avatar. And so some of them will give us a call and say, Hey, I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so you definitely want one of those two things. Yes. I think most people want both. Uh, most people are like, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I want to a leave a legacy and impact to others? at the same time is also having this thing, put money into my pocket instead of taking money out of my pocket. So I, those would be the two main reasons why people would want a podcast. And you're mentioning uh, how we get people ranked and how we help people to get in front of a larger audience. Mm -hmm. The truth is like, if you want to monetize a show, you're not going to do very well at it. If you have zero listeners, Exactly. If nobody's coming into your show and you want to monetize, it's going to be really hard for a sponsor to feel like you're a place where they should put their money as it would just be going to your own diary. It wouldn't be going in front of the world. 
I heard you and, say that somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's like a diary, right? And same thing is if you've got a coaching program or a business where you can bring on clients or any other type of um, service that your company provides and you don't have any listeners, the, the podcast isn't going to convert. So you won't, you certainly won't leave a legacy because mm -hmm. you've got crickets listening to yep. you. And you certainly are going to have a hard time making money as well. So kind of synonymous. And so do you yeah, like, which one do you wait more Adam ranking or downloads, or are they kind of like synonymous and they're stacked together? You know, what's funny. I think we should specify not the word download the word download. You can just get fake downloads and sure, then you'll true. still have downloads, right? It'll still say, show some number. Um, and the ranking is helpful only to get more listeners. So it, either way, it's the, the end goal is to get the listenership. Yeah. To have absolutely. the followers. And so if you mark, you've really just got to market your podcast. And we use a, a private message campaign that helps market podcasts in a unique way. But you can also do like Facebook ads and all of those things. The point would be you want to rank because mm -hmm. that means that you have a stronger listener base and yeah. you want downloads Well, you want real downloads because that means you have a strong listener base. So, so really it's just growing the listeners, getting in front of more of, of your perfect avatar. And there's a few things that that takes that one of the biggest things is you have to know who that avatar is. If Absolutely. you have no idea who you want listening, or if you're trying to, if you're trying to appeal to everybody in the world, not just somebody in your niche, it's going to be really hard for them to understand that, that your podcast is for them. Mm -hmm. They're just going to feel like it's a podcast and they're, they're not going to subscribe. They're not going to listen. They're not going to download. They're not going to keep coming back to the podcast. So to answer your question, you want them both, but yeah. ranking allows you to organically, once you get your podcast ranked, the platforms are what is promoting you. So the, it's like Apple, for example, somebody is going to go on Apple to listen to your podcast today. And, and somebody is listening to your podcast on Apple today, hopefully more than one. The, <laughs> the point, the point is, and it looks like I'm uh, recording a message to somebody. I was going to look at Apple, but I've this whole like five minute conversation. I've been voice texting to, to a friend. Is that the most embarrassing thing? That's ever? hilarious. <laughs> I almost sent it also because I'm like, just get out of the way so I can look at the podcasts. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a novel that I wrote. The 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 point being if I go onto podcast Apple Podcasts on my phone, um and I want to look for a podcast in the entrepreneurship space or in the coaching space or in the podcasting space or whatever it is that I'm looking for, real estate investing, etc. I want your podcast, you are the listener, I want your podcast to show up and start getting you ranked so that everybody who's looking for you organically finds you, even if they're not uh, seeing your advertising. And right. that happens by triggering algorithms, which get you ranked. And now the platforms think that you're worth a darn and they're putting you in front of other people. So are you saying like, obviously we all know about the stupid algorithms with Facebook 
algorithms with Google. So you're saying that there are algorithms within each directory. So iTunes has its own, Spotify has its own and so forth. Well, yes, Spotify does. Apple does. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about those two is you pretty much have to be a top 200 podcast I know. to show up on one of those. So there are some other platforms also that your listener could grab um, and, and subscribe to. We always, anytime we have a client that's a podcaster, we subscribe them to all of these places because Absolutely. we're needing to take um, screenshots every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But it could be really helpful for your listener to know what they are. Listen notes. And I think it's just listennotes.com. Yes. Um, chartable. It's like chart able. Uh, chartable is another ranking place. Podkite, uh, just the two words put together.com. And these three platforms, they aggregate a whole bunch of data. And mm -hmm. so they're, they're trying to figure out and rank people. And the benefits are on Apple and Spotify, you need to be top 200 to even know where you are. Yeah. And it's hard to get there. Um, Absolutely. I'm a top hundred and something in the marketing category in the US. So I do show up there sometimes every other week, you know, but on Podkite, Chartable and Listen Notes, I'll always, I'll more likely show up because Chartable and Podkite will, will actually put you up if you're in the top 1%. Nice. So they, they take usually the top 3000 or so of all podcasts and uh, the top 3000 of 2.77 million. And if you are top 3000, you're going to show up. Yeah. And our podcast does that in a few different categories. So we're on podcast and chartable a lot, but the place that's even easier to show up is listen notes. Very. It'll take the top 10% in the world. And so it, if you're publishing, if you have good content, you're probably going to be at least top 10%. Mm -hmm. Your podcast easily way higher than that, right? So you're definitely on there. A lot of your listeners, as long as they're sticking to it and putting out good content, they're probably showing up on listen notes. And that'll that'll be the top 10% in the world. And um, it'll show their listen score and uh, also their ranking against all other podcasters. But that's a great place, a resource for, yeah. for people to go and check it out. Because then they can kind of see where they are. And I will just make one quick suggestion since we're on the topic. Listen Notes has what's called a listen score. My listen score, the last I checked, was a 51. Now, that's neither good or bad. Uh, they, they could possibly go to 100. But some listen scores are like, let's say, 26. And it might even, it might be better than my listen score of 51. Because what you have to do is you do a tiny bit of research to find out what people in your genre's average right. score would be. And so you want to always just compare it. So for example, like um, our monthly reports to our client would say something like, your score is a 37. Last, last uh, month, it was a 36. So you've gained by one. The top score in your genre, in your category, is a 37 and the lowest score in your category is a 33. Hmm. So now our client knows, exactly. all right, I'm at the top. I'm at, I'm the best that I could be. I could, I could even, yeah. Yeah. I could push my genre. I could push the envelope a little bit further, but right now with, uh, with regard to anybody who's putting out the same type of content as me, as them, um, I'm, I'm at the top. And so that's the, that's the way to look at that. So the listen score 
don't don't look at a 51 or a 37 and say, oh, that's not as good as somebody mm-hmm. that I know. You want to check to see what categories that they are in. And everybody's got like three categories. Yeah, that makes total sense. I hate the categories that iTunes has. Every time I launch a new podcast for someone, I'm like, they're like, well, that's not right. Nope, no. I'm like, I know they all suck. Just pick their, <laughs> they're horrible. They really need to get more granular on their categories because it's like everyone in their Aunt Fanny is in entrepreneurship or marketing or business. It's like even real estate investing, there's like a ton of podcasts and they're, they're, it's just, yeah, it doesn't make it, it easy. For, yeah, like for real estate investing, there's, there unfortunately is not one that's real estate investing. There's just like, as far as I know, as last I checked, it was, there's an investing, there's business and then a subcategory business investing. Yeah. And so it's like, you, that's what all of our, anybody that we worked with and my, the, the, I had a podcast that was in the real estate space that I sold hmm. a couple of years ago. And, um, and yeah, it was like hard to figure out what to, what to be in. Yeah. And then there's, there's people that they have chosen education or religion and it, and their podcast really isn't about education. Well, I am educating people and it's like, yeah. this, you don't get it, but it's so hard. You're, like you said, it, it's, it's kind of tough to find the right categories, but they need to get on. You do what you can. (laughs) That's always bugged me. (laughs) Um, And so I know you have like, we may not be able to get to all of it, your five, three, five method, but I like your first five. And part of it, of course, is getting reviews from people. So I kind of want to touch upon that part. Yeah, sure. So in in 30,000 foot view, the five, three, five method is a private message campaign that we try to accomplish five things yeah. with three platforms by utilizing um, a special way of doing the private message that won't get you flagged as spam yeah. by anyone. And that's the last five. The first five, I think, are the ones that you're talking about first. And that is our goal is to get people to number one, follow your podcast. It's the same thing as what people used to call subscribe to your show. Yeah. Subscriptions are now a paid thing. So anyway, number one, they should follow the podcast. Number two, those same followers, this is critically important that it's not other bots or something like that, but the followers need to then download um, episodes. And then those downloaded episodes need to get listened to by human beings. And though then if they have listened, the fourth thing is that they should get a rating and a review, some social proofing. Yeah. And the fifth thing is that you can get those same listeners to keep those same followers to come back uh, repeatedly over the course of, uh, of some time. So the, the point would be if this, the, this helps you be able to rank your podcast. If you do all five, you're going to trigger algorithms for the positive. If all you're getting, for example, is just a fake download, like a robot download, and they're not followers or listening at all, it'll actually work against you. It'll actually be a negative algorithm. So you got to be really careful with how you're treating these algorithms and what your goal is for new listeners of your podcast. So we use a private message campaign that tries to get the most amount of people to follow and download, and then we make sure that they listen. We ask them once they've listened and private messages back and say, I love that podcast. 
you know, Lindsay is so good with her questions and she has great guests like Adam Adams. <laughs> and then we say, wow, I loved, I loved your feedback, uh, what you shared about, about Lindsay's podcast. And by the way, I bet you she would be so happy if all you did is just copied and paste what you told me yeah, and just put it in as an honest rating, uh, written review of the show. And they're like, oh, sure. How do I do that? And then you give them a link, they go in and they uh, give you number four, rate and review the podcast. I just call it R&R, not rest and relaxation, <laughs> but rate and review. Uh, we get them to just copy and paste whatever they shared with us, their true feelings. I love that episode. It mm -hmm. did this, this, and this for me. Hey, share it with her. And then to get the fifth one in our private message campaign, we'll go in maybe two or three weeks later and maybe you'll interview somebody else that's almost as good as Adam Adams. You never know if it, that could happen. But anyway, you will, you will reach back out and say, oh my gosh, that episode was so good. Did you hear her last episode? And they'll say, no, I haven't. And then we ask, do you want me to send you the link? And they're like, sure. So then they come back to the podcast after yeah. they've already um, been doing the first four. They're coming down and doing that fifth thing. It's going to continue to trigger algorithms where they they, meaning the platforms, yeah. say there's something about her. There's something about this podcast. Let's put it out in front of more people. That's awesome. Now, how, where are you DMing on specific platforms? Yeah, that's the three. So 535, the yeah. three is where we go in general. Now, you could also use some other platforms. You could, depending, especially on your avatar, um, or where you like to spend your time, you could pick other platforms, but I love these three platforms because they're so filterable. It's so easy to search for the exact avatar. And we use linkedin.com is there's a ton of filters. You love can, LinkedIn. you can filter. Yeah. You can filter it down by what the job title is, um, where they live, um, how long they've been at their job. You can filter it to, you know, cities that they've been to, things that they're interested in, things that they follow, and uh, dozens more. Additionally, we use Facebook.com, and we on Facebook we don't feel we don't search the individual person there like you do on LinkedIn. Yeah. Instead, we just go to the groups, the Facebook groups, and we look for people that have been posting or responding, and we. We follow them, we connect with them, and we use uh, yeah. this method to be able That's to easy, connect with them. Sure. And so it's it's basically on Facebook groups. And the same thing with Meetup at Meetup groups. So Meetup. I would not have thought of that in a million years. Meetup. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more some, of an American thing than a Canadian thing. Like, I don't know. Well, so um, a long time ago, uh, 2018. I was uh, one of the top meetup organizers in the world. Oh, uh, were you? What an what a awesome thing. And they Meetup HQ flew me out and they flew out 150 of their top organizers uh, out of 255,000 meetups Holy. back then. And I was one of six speakers and I went up to the sixth floor at Meetup HQ and just spoke with the, um, the engineers. Like mm -hmm. th that's where all of the engineers are. It's in Manhattan. And so I was just like, why was I speaking? Like some of these people have way bigger meetups than me. What is it about yeah, me? Yeah. And they, they told me a lot of things. And one of the interesting things goes along with the thing that you mentioned a moment ago, Lindsay, about uh, uh, Canada 
a lot of the top meetups were in other countries. A lot of the top meetups were actually in New York. Uh, I was flown out from Colorado, Yeah. but there was people coming in from India, Canada, really, and many other countries. There, there. I think they were in like sixty countries back then, or something in, insane like that, with two hundred fifty-five thousand meetup groups. But, um, but it, it's probably bigger than you think in Canada. Hmm. All so, right. Yeah. I need to, yeah, widen my uh, circles and check out meetup. Yeah, I always thought it was like, you know, people in a little community kind of hang out and like about you know entrepreneurial stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I guess there's, there's different reasons. So I've just never really meetups. thought about it. There's like, there's a bunch of swingers meetup groups, LGBT meetup oh, groups, yeah. uh, real estate meetup groups, um, Jeep meetup groups, and then subsects. Like we're talking um, gays voting for Trump meetup groups. There's, uh, there's, uh, which wouldn't happen in maybe Canada. Uh, <laughs> but the, then there's also uh, meetup groups about the CJ. Uh, it, the, this is like the oldest Jeep, like one yeah, of the oldest. Yeah jeep civilian jeep um so it's like a cj's only group or an uh tj's only group like or clubs a, yeah yeah there's just like and or mountain biking yeah, i've yeah. been a member of a mountain biking club i ran a real estate club um and there's entrepreneurship ones there's founders for entrepreneurship and and mm. everything in between if you can think it if you can be interested yeah. in it there's probably a meetup group for you and you can actually DM people and find people within the platform. Yeah. You know, what's funny is we don't get as much of a response rate on Meetup. I don't think that the uh, followers of Meetup are used to the um, DM feature right. as they are like on Facebook and LinkedIn. They're very used to it. They're, they're going in there almost daily for the most part. Um, so we don't get as high of a response rate, but it, it's really helpful to be able to filter exactly who you want. And we also try to friend them on Facebook and friend them on LinkedIn. So once oh, we smart. find them, we try to go to the other platforms as well. And we'll say something like, hey, I sent you a message on, on Meetup, yeah. but I'm not sure if you, were, if you even checked that. So I wanted to friend you on Facebook. Um, and then we ask a question. So yeah, go, that makes total sense. And I love now that, and I don't know if you've been in them, but like verbal and idea and idea has like people can comment on the episodes just like in YouTube. Mm. And it's like, what a great way to actually communicate with your listener. That's cool. I like how you say listener, by the way, listener. That's so smart. And I hope that your, 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 our listener today uh, picks up on that. Uh, I feel like when you know your avatar, your perfect listener, and you have an idea of who that mm -hmm. is, and you, you can serve them a lot, of be lot better. But also when you think of it as listener, it's very helpful because other people are like, oh, can you share this with my entire audience? I'm so famous. Uh, and it's so impersonal. So I just, I, I picked oh. up on that. I love that you said <laughs> with your listener. Thanks. I think others, others listening should definitely focus on that as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like, um, I was just talking to Todd Cochran of Blueberry last week and I didn't realize that his stats, he actually has a retention like chart. So you can actually see like, it's a certain, like a percentage of a percentage. It's not perfect, but actually like who's listening to like how many people are listening to the whole episode or 75% or whatever it is. And I thought what useful data that is to understand 
you know, where people are dropping off or like how engaged your listeners are. And yeah. Yeah. All those statistics help, eh? Absolutely. They do. Yeah. What statistics um, do you guys track? Well, we really do track the listen score yeah. and, uh, and like where you're, they're ranking our clients would be ranking um, as a, as a percentage against the world. We also look to see what countries they're in. And mm. so the listen score has, they don't publish the exact um, algorithm. No, nobody is, or else then you could just cheat the system totally. easier. But uh, the point that I'll, I'll share is that they definitely do factor in the how much of a, an episode is listened to, like the mm. 75%, et cetera, that you mentioned. And they'll also factor in binging. So if you'll, if people will listen mm. to multiple episodes that are in a row. So when they listen to full episodes and binge listen multiple episodes, then it's easier for you to be able to get ranked there. And so we track that. We don't, you know, it's interesting because Blueberry has some information. Buzzsprout has some information. Lipson yeah. has some information. And none of them are created equally. I, it's not that any of them are necessarily better than all the others. It's, but they're, they, none of them track the same stuff in the same way. I know. Is so, that funny? Yeah, it, it's, it is funny. It's, it's disappointing because as our company, uh, Grow Your Show, what we do is we try to track things that are going to be uh, more universal so that we can have one template that yeah. all of our clients will get the same like monthly report or whatever. But if, if some of them are on Blueberry, some of them are on Buzzsprout, some are on Libsyn and, and many others, Podbean, and I we know. can just keep naming a bunch of them. Uh, some of them, some of them try to track cities and states, and some of them just track countries. Some of them track gender, and most of them don't. Some of them track, um, some of them track how much of episodes were listened to. Some of them track how many people listen to each and every episode. Some don't show that. So I know uh, some of our clients, they'll have they'll have something where on their platform it'll show their top ten episodes. Usually the first episode is one of the top 10. The most recent one is often on the exactly. top 10. And then it's whoever they had was the most famous or who did the most amount of uh, um, social media postings about the episode when it dropped that gets those other others. But uh, some platforms don't show that. It only shows the monthly. And so it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to have a, an overarching one, but uh, I will answer your question just with this. Um, sometimes I will look at my own stats and I'll go and, and uh, geek out on it. Or if a client reaches out and says, what does all this mean? We'll go into their platform. We'll, we'll have a meeting where we log into their platform and we'll try to make sense of yeah. just the information that they're able to get that maybe some other clients can't get. I know. And it's funny. Some people are like, okay, I see the data, but I don't know what to do with the data. Like, what does that mean? It's like, yeah, that to me is the fun common. part. It's like, okay, if you're ranking here and not ranking there, like why, and how can you leverage it? And if you're, you know, if you're getting downloads more so on Stitcher than anywhere else, then clearly you'd want to promote that more because your peeps are there. 
or like whatever it is, right. Or your solo episodes get more traction than interviews, or it's like, you can just make better decisions to kind of propel your podcast forward with that data. A hundred percent. That that's really important. What you mentioned with regard to solo episodes and interview episodes. Uh, what well, first and foremost, I think a lot of people only do one or the other. I, I do a mixture. Yeah, I think every other episode for us, and I, I prefer that. And I think it's, there's a lot of benefit to it, but also looking to see if your solo episodes are getting traction or if your interviews are, because you could, like you said, you could pivot my, my, the podcast that I end up selling, they're at 600 plus episodes now. And it was at like around 400 when I sold it. So I had done quite a bit of work, quite a bit of effort. And I started to feel toward the end, uh, right before I sold it, that it was taking a lot of my time. And the interesting thing is the solo episodes are harder for me than interview episodes. Interview episodes, I have to do it. I've got an appointment with this person. They're (laughs) going to be on. I can't let them down. But then the burden of the content is on them. All I have to do is ask some questions and just extract it. And I, it, when I'm doing a solo episode, I feel like I've got to outline it. I think I've got to bullet point some things. Yeah. That some people script it completely. That's not my style, Me but neither. I still have to outline it, figure it out and figure out which order to say it. All of that effort. Um, it, it's like, well, my kid's sick. Um, well, I've got this deadline at work. I know. I'm going to put it off. And so they became so challenging and I didn't know that they were effective. Because I didn't look, right? but I got a significant amount of people, like dozens and dozens, dozens and dozens of people, probably 30 to 50 people reached out within, within four weeks when I just opted, I'm not going to do this anymore. I didn't look at the, uh, I didn't look at our numbers to see if those were valuable, but everybody's like, why aren't you doing solo Uh, episodes anymore? I liked it when you just did that. And I, I started letting people down, losing some listeners. And I'm like, okay, what, I guess I've got to, I guess I've got to go back to doing that because I got yeah. the direct feedback. But uh, if, if I would have done what you said and noticed on our platform that every other episode, oh, mm. my solo episodes were getting more traction, it would have helped me to be able to not Ooh, let it kept you motivated down. too, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I love interviews because I like talking to other people and I just like, like, I even forget that we're recording. Like it's just you and me chit chatting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I totally forget. And that's fun for me where it's like, when it's just the spotlights on me and recording, it's like, yeah, I either ramble too much or I speed it up too fast. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, to balance that. Yeah. What, is, what do you find is a natural way to ask for a review? Cause that can feel super awkward. Yeah. You know, um, we've had a couple of clients who have asked for reviews and the reviews end up getting taken down. Oh. And so I think it's important to mention a two-part answer to that question. The first one is I want for when you're asking for a a review, get the word five, get the phrase five star completely out of your vocabulary and switch it, replace it for honest. The next thing is I want you to ask 
for them to listen to an episode or two first. Mm -hmm. And I want you to specify that the review is of the podcast, not of your character. Right. So mom, I call my mom and I'm like, mom, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get more credibility and social proofing on my podcast. Do you mind? This is the old way. Do you mind giving me a five-star review on my podcast? Mom's like, I'd be happy to. And then she goes in and she says, my son is the greatest oh, ever. You need to listen to his <laughs> podcast. I'm not sure what it's about because I've never listened to it, but you should listen to it. Well, those get taken down. Uh, yeah. So to fix it, go in and say, hey, mom, you can still be your mom or your best friend <laughs> or your spouse or your or your co-workers. Yeah. Uh, hey, my friend. Hey, mom. I just was listening to this podcast on Lindsay Phillips show, and I was told that getting more ratings and reviews could help the podcast. So what I wanted to ask you is, would it be okay if you listened to just an episode or two of my show and then left an honest review of the, of the podcast? And now your mom knows that she's got to subscribe mm -hmm. and download and listen before she actually R&Rs your podcast. Right. And she may or may not come back. Who knows? But at least she's doing those first four and the review's going to stick. When it's, I met this guy at a conference. He's a good guy. Uh, you should, he, he gave me good information. I, I'm sure his podcast is the same. Not going to fly. Apple doesn't want a review like that. They want no. it to be about the show, the value that they're getting out of that exactly. episode. Or the style so, and the delivery or the yeah. type of guests or whatever, the content, yeah. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of the psychology that I mentioned already about asking for the rating and review. Uh, but as you guys go in, as you focus, as you want to get more social proofing, just, just say, um, I want a couple people that I trust. That's a good phrase. I need a couple yeah. of people that I trust to just listen to an episode or two of my podcast and leave an honest review of the show, whatever you think about the show. Yeah. Um, and then you end, uh, end the conversation with, can I count on you? Nice. And um, <laughs> human beings have a hard time being incongruent with themselves in any way. This is why in, at least in the U S if you've ever voted for this guy, or if you've ever voted for this other guy, you can find out that they're doing horrible things to other people. Uh, they're lying with their business. They're cheating on their taxes. They're cheating on their spouses. They're they're whatever it is that they're doing. You are going to stay tried and true to that person because you voted for them once. True, true, right? You voted for the left, you voted for the right, and you've got to be a congruent human being. And so even though some of those things make you sick to your stomach, you ignore them and you support them and all of the positive things. See what he did about inflation. See yeah, what yeah. she did about this. Um, so funny. So it's just important. Like when you get somebody to when you let them, you pull on their heartstrings and say, um, I need a couple of people that I trust. And then when you share, it's an honest rating and review, uh, honest written review after you've listened to an episode or two. Yeah. And then you just say, can I count on you? If they say yes, there's more than a 33% chance that they will actually Follow leave through. an honest review versus the 1% or less 
that generally listen to your show and leave a rating or written review. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I I know for me, when I get asked, I'm like, absolutely. Or when there's a show that I'm on, I've, I've list, clearly listened to it already. For sure, I'm going to review. Um, I was interviewing Nancy Juton and she teaches like guest, guest podcasting. And she, as soon as she's a guest on someone's show, she automatically does a review and screenshots it and gives it to the host. I'm like, how nice is that? And I'm like, that's such a good practice that she teaches her clients. And I thought, well, that's smart. Yeah. That I like that too. Yeah, I know. And it's like, yeah, we all have to be giving right. And help each other out. And like you said, with the rankings, it's like, you know, help me get in front of more people so I can help more people. It's not just about me. It's also about the listeners and podcasters or whoever. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Thanks for those tips. They were really good. So I took note and I will be writing those up. <laughs> nice. I need more reviews. Um, that's so great. And so if, we had to end off with one tip. What would you give the listeners? That it has to be, it has to be the method of if you're going to do private message campaign, it's, it just, there's a few points that you have to think about. Keep it short and sweet. Mm -hmm. If you give really long messages, it's going to turn people off. They're going to know that it's promotional. Totally. So just keep it short and sweet. Um, ask, don't tell, a ask things, extract, get to know people instead mm -hmm. of push, 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 um, personalize the message. Every yeah. message should be personalized. Um, if you're copying and pasting a message, that's really broad in general, people are not going to they can see a mile through. away. Yeah. And also we don't ever send a link without permission. So if you are trying to grow your podcast, for example, mm -hmm. you don't just say, here's, here's my podcast. Here's a link to my podcast. Go and check it out. It's, uh, would you, here's an episode. There is an episode that would probably be valuable to you. Would you like me to send the link That's and so then smart. only send it if they, if they say yes. So it's just the method of doing these private message campaigns to grow your podcast. You've got to be thinking of connecting to people. Uh, growing relationships with yeah. people versus simply promoting your product, your service, or your podcast. Yeah. You're not looking for a lead and check off something off a list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or looking for a download. You, you want those relationships. Absolutely. Um, DMing is an art that is for sure. And not everyone gets it. <laughs> so your tips are very valuable. And I love that. Like not just giving someone a link willy nilly. It's like asking, you know, Hey, I've got this resource would you like me to send it to you? Um, yeah. And it's respecting their wishes, right? Respecting their space and their boundaries. Yeah. And if they say yes, if, if they're like, yeah, send it over. Then we reply something like, um, here's the, here's the link you asked for. Here's the link to that podcast you wanted. Yeah. And it, it, it's humans want to be congruent. So if, if they're like, yes, send it. And then you're like, here's that thing you wanted it. They're like, okay, I bet I better listen to it because I, I wanted it or, yeah, or else yeah. I'm going to be incongruent with something that I had said. And right. so just it, I mean, Good there's psychology. a lot of psychology that goes into it. Mm -hmm. uh, jinx. My kids and I play jinx all the time and you and I just jinxed. Yes. Uh, do you know what jinx is? In <laughs> I Canada? do. Okay. I was like, dang, she, it's, it's like she never heard of this. 
It's a I big didn't know thing. what you said for a second, but then when you said it again, yeah. <laughs> jinx. We used to say jinx, buy me a Coke. Yeah. Uh, you owe me a soda. That yeah, yeah. You owe me a soda. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> buy me a Coke. Jinx, you owe like me a beer. <laughs> yeah. But when you're kids, you're not allowed to do uh, No, that. no. It's an adult oh. game. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How can people find out more about you and your company or your podcast, which is podcast on podcasting? Yeah. Uh, one of two ways. So if they just want to check out the podcast, it's the podcast on podcasting and they can find it wherever they're hearing this one. Yeah. And if they did want to check out our website, it's growyourshow.com. We do editing, post-production, marketing, and things like that for, for podcasters. Awesome. Yeah. You're crushing it. So it was awesome to finally meet you kind of in person and yeah, uh, face seeing as face. we've been in the space for so long and we both spoke on pod pros. So that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, so I am looking forward to being on your show and hopefully we can cross each other's paths numerous times in the future. Looking forward to it as well. All right. Thanks, Adam. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.